we would start with a quiz. Who likes a quiz? Yes. We like a quiz. So up on the screen in a moment is going to come uh, some sort of vehicle or, or mode of transport. I want, to tell me, want you to tell me what that vehicle is and who travels in it, okay? So the first one is going to come up. Boys and girls. Yeah. That's a good one. It's the Paw Patroller, isn't it? The next slide. Paw Patrol. Travel in the Paw Patroller. Great. The next one. Wow. There's a bit of a clue there on the van as to what it is. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, it's the mystery machine. And Scooby-Doo travels in the mystery machine. This one might get me in trouble. (laughs) But we'll go with it anyway. Who, Who travels in this beautiful vehicle? Who? Pope. The Pope. It's the Pope Mobile. And of course, the Pope. I could go now, could I? Just the, the next one. Put the next one up for me. That's a, that's a great. Who travels in that? Donald Trump. Yes, that's Air Force One, isn't it? And the President of the United States of America travels in that. This is a bit like my car. This is how I got here this morning. Who, who knows what this is? Batman. Yeah, it's the Batmobile, isn't it? Batmobile, and I can only dream of having a car like that. The next one. Oh. 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 A carriage. Yeah, who would travel in a horse and carriage? What did you say? A king or a queen? Yeah. That's the, the Queen of England. Well, whatever her title is, Queen Elizabeth. That's her in there. Beautiful royal way of traveling. A, a carriage and a horse. And all of the army of men that surround it, a really grand way of traveling. I've got a last one. Yeah. It's a donkey, isn't it? It's not Jesus, it's a donkey. And, of course, on a donkey. Who traveled on a donkey? It was, of course, Jesus. It was, of course, Jesus. And so... That, that, when I think about that, that story we think about in Palm Sunday when Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem and he's on a donkey, it, it, it really almost confuses me. The Bible tells us Jesus is a king. He's the king of all creation. Batman travels in a Batmobile. The queen travels in a horse and cart. The king... <laughs> a really fancy horse and cart called a carriage. But Jesus... The king of all creation traveled on a donkey. And he was heading to this place where he would die. And he would save us from our sin. And so the first thing I want to think about this morning is Jesus is a, a, he's a saving king. That was what our first reading from Second Corinthians told us. He's our saving king. And the first question we have is, what does Jesus save us from? If he's a saving king, he must save us from something. What does he save us from? And I'm sure you've learned this all week. Jesus saves us from our sin. From our sin, doesn't he? But what's sin? What's sin? What do you think sin is? All the bad things. Yeah, that's, a, that's what my opinion is. All the bad things we do. All the bad things we do. Sin is really when we say, shove off God. I'm in charge. God made us to be in relationship with him, to love him, to enjoy him, to live for him, and to love other people. But often, we do the very opposite, don't we? We say, 
shove off God. I'm in charge. That's what Adam and Eve did in the garden when they had the fruit. Shove off God. I'm in charge. Not you. I'm selfish. I know what's right for me. Not you. And that causes us to be separated from God. Sin has a consequence. What's your name? Ryan. Ryan. Ryan and I are best friends. Ryan and I go to school together, don't we? No. <laughs> We're no longer best friends. Ryan and I go to school together. We play computer games together. We play football together. Ryan's better than me. We do lots of fun things together. Bestest friends. What's your name? Will. Will. Let's just say Will was also one of our friends. And I went into school on Monday morning and I said to Will, Will, we need to hear this little story about Ryan. And I made up a story that wasn't true. It was a lie. That's not a very nice thing of me to do, is it? That's what we would call sin, isn't it? Not not a very nice thing to do. But what happens to the relationship between Ryan and I? When Ryan finds out that I went behind his back and told his mate a story that wasn't true, are we going to be best friends still? No. Our relationship would be strained, yeah. Broken. And that's a bit like what happens when we sin against God. We tell God to shove off. Our relationship with God is broken. So God came to save us from our sin. How? How then did Jesus save us from our sin? I need, I need, I need one boy and one girl as a volunteer. He's not shy. There's a boy with his hand straight up. Come on up. And a girl, yes, give your hand up. Come on up. A wee second. And stand just here for me. Good job. You stand here. What's your name? Sam. Sam. Great to have you. What's your name? Daisy. Daisy. You two are going to do the rest of the talk and I'm going to go home, okay? <laughs> no, Mitchell, no, Mitchell. Daisy, you stand beside Sam. Don't worry. He, he won't bite, I promise. Sam and Daisy. For this little illustration, Sam and Daisy are going to represent all of us in this room, okay? All of us. They're also going to represent everybody in the world today who's alive. All right? Male and female, everybody who's alive. Sam and Daisy. I'm terrible with names. Sam and Daisy are going to represent everybody who's alive You're going to represent everybody who has ever lived and everybody who will ever live. All right? So everybody who's alive, everybody who has ever lived, everybody who will ever live, Sam and Daisy represent everybody. You got that? Sam and Daisy represent everybody. I need one more big, strong man. Where's Lee Campbell? Lee, come on up a wee second. (laughs) You were hoping to have a Sunday just sitting down there, weren't you? Come, you come and stand here. Okay. And we know in the Bible, the first verse, Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created male and female in his image. He made it male and female to be in his image. And so for the next few minutes, just for the purpose of this illustration, Lee Campbell's going to play the role of God. Not, not literally, just for this illustration. And so God created men and women to be in his image, to love him, to enjoy him, to be in relationship together. But then sin entered the world, and we think about that. And sin caused a breakdown in relationships. So God could no longer look at, I mean, look at his created people. The people who he loved had sinned against him. And he could, God is holy and perfect, and sin had caused this separation. 
this breakdown in relationship. Where's Mark? I'm going to pick on Mark now because he picked on me. Come on up, Mark. Come on up. And so God and his created people are separated because of sin. And come on in here. And we know that on the cross, Jesus died, didn't he? Jesus died on the cross to reconnect unholy people with the holy God. Sinful people with the perfect God. On the cross, Jesus died. The unrighteous one. Sorry. The righteous one for unrighteous people. So that in him, so if we trust in him, we might become right with God again. Guys, thank you. You can have a seat. So because of our sin, we were separated from God. But Jesus came that if we trust in him, we might be made right with God again. Jesus is our saving king. He saves us from the one thing we can't save ourselves from, our sin. Jesus is also a trustworthy king. Comes to the passage we read from Matthew. A trustworthy king. Need one more volunteer. This needs to be a brave volunteer. A really brave volunteer. Will, are you brave? Are you sure? Come on up then. Right. Have you ever heard of the trust fall? No? Great. <laughs> you face that way for me a wee second, right? Oh, I'm nervous already. All you're going to do, Will, is fall backwards. Okay? Just fall backwards. I'm here and I will catch you. Not yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe you have a seat. (laughs) Well, oh no. Well, when I say go, all you're going to do is fall backwards and I will catch. Not that I say go, I will catch you. Okay. Are you ready? You remember, not until I say go. Wait. Now, you do know that the ground's quite hard and I might drop you, but you're still okay to fall backwards and let me catch you. Or try to catch you. <laughs> right, okay. You ready? You ready? Oh, there's one other thing I should tell you. I have a bit of a bad back. My fourth disc... <laughs> my fourth disc up... is not what it should be. Let's just put it that way. And so sometimes lifting things and catching things and bending down can be difficult. So if I do drop... Will, I'm sorry. Okay. Do you trust me, Will? We find it hard to trust people sometimes, don't we? You ready? Now wait till I say go. And the ground's very hard and my back's very sore. My palms are very sweaty. You ready, Will? Do you really trust me? Go. (laughs) Nearly. 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 You nearly trusted me. Well done, Will. You've never met me before. And I have a bad back. Well done. He nearly trusted me. But we find it hard to trust people, don't we? We, we nearly trust people. We, we sometimes trust people. But quite often we find it hard to trust people. Even people that we love. Even people that we love, we find it hard to trust people. Fully trust people. In the reading from Matthew, we read that Peter and the disciples were out in the boat. And Jesus is going up to pray and then he comes to be with the disciples. And he starts to walk along the lake and there's 
waves, and it's quite dangerous. And Peter's a fisherman, so he'll know the place well. And they see Jesus, and Peter says, is it a ghost, or is it Jesus? If it's really Jesus, call me out. Call me out the step and to stand on the water with you. And Jesus says, come. Come on out. Could you imagine being Peter on a wee fishing boat, wavy seas? Could you imagine that first lean over the boat? Now you've both legs over. I'd probably sit on the edge of the boat for a while. There's no way I go straight in. Jesus said, Come. And Peter steps out. And he stands on the water. That's impossible, right? Who's tried to stand on water before? How did that go for you? Not terribly well. It's impossible. But so long as Peter kept the gaze of Jesus, he was steady and he was still. And he was standing on water. Even saying those words sounds weird, doesn't it? He was standing on the water. And Peter started to think, whoa, look at me. He took his gaze off Jesus. And what started to happen? He started to sink, didn't he? He says, look at me, look at me, look, look, look. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? And Peter looks back. And he floats again. And then at the end, we read the last verse. When they seen what Jesus had done, they worshipped him. Truly you are the son of God. Truly you are who you say you are, Jesus. You aren't just some normal guy. You aren't just some person who tells good stories and does crazy things. You really are the son of God. You really are the son of God. See, when we see who Jesus really is, when we see that he's really the saving king, then we know that we can trust him. And when we look upon him, he will keep us. He will keep us. And we can trust him. Jesus is a saving king and he's a trustworthy king. The last thing I want to think about is Jesus is a, a radical king. What do I mean by a radical king? Who has Twitter? You all know what Twitter is, right? We live in this world where... Twitter and Facebook and all this other stuff that I don't know a lot about. Follow me is the key, isn't it? In this world, it's all about following me and being like someone else. I've got a wee quiz again to finish. Who has the most Twitter followers between Donald Trump and Barack Obama? So their own personal Twitter accounts, not the United States account. Who has the most Twitter followers? Donald Trump or Barack? Who thinks Donald Trump has more Twitter followers than Barack Obama? Yeah. Who thinks Barack Obama has more than Donald Trump? Okay. Next slide. Barack Obama has more. I was surprised by that. I was surprised. Donald Trump has 53.8. Barack Obama, Barack Obama has 101 million followers. Next slide. Oh. I'm a Liverpool fan and a Glen man. Anyway, anyway. Who has more Twitter followers? If you think it's Liverpool, put your hand up or leave. (laughs) 
Thank you, Liverpool. Oh, come on, somebody. Yes, thank you. Oh, with a couple of hands up, good. If you think it's Man United, put your hand up. Next slide. Yes, of course. Oh, I'm not even going to read those out. I'm not even going to read those out. Man United have more Twitter followers than Liverpool, of course. Oh. Anyway, next slide. Oh. That, that's, that's my little boy. That's my Twitter profile pic. Um, so, so this is me. Who has more Twitter, Twitter followers? Me or Lee Campbell? Don't give anything away, Lee. Who thinks I have more Twitter followers than Lee Campbell? <sighs> Are you serious? I'm at least half his age. <laughs> Who thinks Lee Campbell has more Twitter followers than me? No, thank you. Next slide. Lee Campbell doesn't have Twitter, so I have more. Yes. 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 Unlucky Lee. Anyway, we live in this world that says, follow me, don't we? Look like me. Act like me. Do the things that I do. Say the things that I say. Go the places I go. Follow me. It's the world we live in, isn't it? Follow me and everything will be great. If you look like me, you'll be perfect. If you go where I go, life will be the best. If you just do what I do, if you eat this food and do this exercise and sleep this amount of hours, everything will be great. If you wear this aftershave or deodorant, the ladies will not be able to keep their hands off you. That's not true, by the way, boys. That's the world we live in, isn't it? In the reading that we read, Jesus had a guy approach him and say, I will follow you wherever you go. That sounds like a good thing for someone to say to Jesus, isn't it? I will follow you wherever you go. But the reality is, at this point in Luke's gospel, just a few verses before, Jesus has set his eyes to Jerusalem. He set his eyes to the cross. He set his eyes to the place where he would die for the sins of the world. And so this guy who said to him, I will follow you wherever you go, he's no idea what he's saying, does he? He's no idea what he's really saying. See, the call to be a follower of Jesus, the call to follow Jesus is not a call to an easy life, but it's a call to the best life. It's called the best life because you don't get a good body, you don't get good looks, you don't get a great scent flowing from you. A relationship with Jesus means you get God. And there's nothing in this world that can be better than a relationship with the one who created you and made you and loves you. And so as we finish, I want us to remember Jesus is our saving king. He's a trustworthy king and he's a radical king because he calls us to follow him and to live for him. Let's pray.